Welcome to See the World Differently. Come explore and discover the world around you. Hey, welcome to this edition of See the World Differently with Oceanscape Yachts. I'm Rebecca Taylor, and today I was joined by award-winning journalist uh, Melissa Noel. Uh, she's a bit of a Caribbean expert, but uh, all-around amazing person to chat to today. I just feel reignited uh, with travel and the industry in general, so it's really fantastic that I get to um, do this as part of my job is uh, meet and interview such interesting people. So I hope you enjoy this episode. We talk a lot about... Um, travel during COVID and sort of how things have been affected, but also some amazing tidbits on places that you should definitely add to your bucket list. I know I keep saying this every episode, but the uh, number of places on my bucket list is growing as it should, because an empty bucket list is no fun anyway. So um, if you don't already follow Live from Melissa, that's her handle on social media. I really encourage you to do so because she's doing some amazing things for not only travel, but social justice and travel, sustainable travel. Um, really, there's such an education to it all. She does a lot of um, live reporting as well for huge magazines, Huffington Post, Microsoft, among many others. So if you don't follow her, please do. I hope you enjoy this episode. You'll notice we could have talked all day. Uh, we capped it at about a half hour for you, um, but enjoy. And if you don't already um, subscribe to the podcast on um, Google Play or iTunes, I encourage you to do so. It's free. It takes no time at all. And you'll get all the latest episodes direct downloaded for you. So enjoy this app and we'll see you soon. This morning, I'm here with Melissa Noel. She's an award-winning journalist, content creator, um, Caribbean expert, I think I would like to say as well. Um, I thank you so much for joining us. The time is crazy right now with COVID, but thanks for making the time to join us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And although the, the time is really crazy, um, I'm so glad that we can, you know, still gather virtually and yeah. have these conversations. Yeah, it's excellent. And I've actually just hit record, but before this, you and I were gabbing away for like 15 minutes. <laughs> so for everyone who wasn't involved in that conversation, um, can you just share a little bit about your, because I know you're Caribbean born, but now you're based in the States. So you have a, a nice attachment to there, but you've kind of turned it into also like a career with your expertise. So can you just share a little bit about your background? Yeah, so, um, and I'll just start off by saying, so I'm actually, you know, I, I'm a first generation Guyanese American. So, you know, I okay. was the, I always say I had the best of both worlds being born in the US, but actually having the, the, the opportunity and the ability to spend, you know, some formative years in Guyana, and then, you know, you coming back being stateside. So I always say best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am, as you mentioned, a journalist and content creator, I worked in network news for um, several years before for making the switch to uh, becoming a freelance reporter um, and content creator who wanted to specifically focus on the Caribbean region and bring the food, culture, travel, business stories that I just was not seeing reflected um, Mm -hmm. in network television news. So I was able to really bring that um, to the forefront by utilizing the, the foundation that I had in network television um, to, to do this job. And I, I love it. I love traveling. I love exploring new cultures. And I love sharing the Caribbean culture with, with the world, um, essentially. So um, I have, it has been, you know, not being able to, to travel as I typically would be has been such a, um, it's been so hard. I don't know how yeah. else to say it. it's been so hard. But at the same time, I think it has created a lot of opportunities for us to like regroup, reassess and also uh, be better travelers. Yeah. And in a normal 
non-pandemic year, how often would you get down to the Caribbean? Yeah, so I would, um, I started splitting my time um, about two and a half years ago where I would, you know, be, you know, in the New York, New Jersey area for three or four months and then um, down in the Caribbean for three or four months, um, mostly Eastern Caribbean region. So being in places like St. Vincent and the Grenadines, uh, Grenada, St. Lucia um, for three or four months out of the year as well. Um, and, and then in this past year, it was, you know, I'm home one month, I'm in the Caribbean one month. So it was, you know, island to island, but really keeping a base, um, in terms of the kind of reporting I did, because I was reporting for several different outlets, including like, you know, one Caribbean television and, um, CBS, US Virgin Islands stuff for HuffPost. So a lot of different outlets. And, um, I often, one, it was important for me to be, in the region to kind of be on the pulse of what was happening, both in travel news, as well as other um, content that I would cover for outlets like NBC um, that had to uh, do, that weren't, wasn't travel related, but um, still was like really in, important international coverage. Mm-hmm. So it was, and, and for me, people are like, people might think that that's like, sounds wild or, you know, that's a lot of traveling, but I absolutely love it. Um, it's really exciting and fun for me. And I also got to, you know, I still have a lot of family in, in the region. So I was able to, you know, make some time to see them nice. while I would, you know, stay, stay down there too. So this year, really my last trip was actually, um, March, okay. um, just before March of this year, <laughs> literally when the pandemic was hitting, I was heading to Montserrat. Um, to nice. cover there, they have a, a world famous St. Patrick's Festival that's really interesting because you have the mix of the Irish and the African heritage there on that island. Yeah, that must and have been cool. It was just, I, yeah, I had I've gone before, so I, I I went. I was going back to do that coverage because the first year I went in 2019 was just so spectacular, and then unfortunately, you know, as all the big concerts and everything was supposed to happen. It was, you know, confirmed that a passenger on a flight from from the UK um, had tested uh, positive for COVID-19 um, and they came in on a flight to Antigua. And, and Montserrat is a country that you have to fly into Antigua first and then either uh, take a, a, a small, small plane or the ferry over to Montserrat. Mm-hmm. So um, there were a lot of people on that flight from the UK um, that were actually headed to Montserrat. And so due to that um, uh, person, the testing positive, they canceled all events. And I had to just have my contingency plan in place as always and get um, and leave uh, a couple of days early, get back to Antigua so that I could fly home. And literally uh, two days after I got home, the borders closed. Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Intuition. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I always have my my contingency plan. So it's been a long, it's been a long year. Yeah. And how are you finding that? Because, you know, we interview a lot of travel experts and and journalists like yourself. And, you know, you're used to not having that much food at home or so, you know, like you're packing and leaving all the time. So I know before we recorded, you're saying like, you've been doing lots of like DIY to make like your office space a little bit more comfortable. How like those first few months must have been quite an adjustment. It, it was, it was really, uh, I think I was in denial for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, this will last a month or two and it's going to calm down. But as you started to see how many other countries are impacted, then it's just like the entire world is impacted by the 
coronavirus, I knew this was not going anywhere anytime soon. And it took a while for me to say, okay, so I'm, I'm not going to be able to physically travel, but how can I still contribute to travel conversations? Um, where is the conversation going now? Like, what are we talking about? What do people want to know? And that was like the biggest thing for me to pay attention to mm-hmm. in order to pivot into, you know, still having, still ensuring that people know that even if we're not necessarily going anywhere or weren't at that time, there are still things that you need to know, right, that are important for yeah. all travelers, no matter no matter the capacity that you're in. And so once I realized that, as much as it hurt to, like, not be able to get on a plane, I knew that there was still a lot of, um, I, I, think, I, think, I think it took a turn from it being, hey, she has the best, you know, advice on what to do, where to go, how to do those things to, hey, she is a, she's advocating for responsible travel, for safe travel, for sustainable travel, so that when we get back out there, you know, we are being better um, travelers and we are helping each other as a global community. And that's really important to me. So I feel like so many of us, um, it really, um, it really helped us to put on our like advocacy hats and really, uh, and something that, you know, we, we people have been advocates for a long time in terms of, you know, different areas in the travel space. But I think we saw a lot of people really come out and say, hey, this is how travel is going to change. So here are some key ways we can move forward so that we're doing those things. And I, I was really proud to see that. Yeah, that was your contingency plan. Again, you've always got one, right? You're like, I'm going to pivot. I've got a whole thing. Right. So we, we got to we still gotta make it work. And I think it was um, at first you kind of were like, do I share, you know, travel photos while we're going through such a terrible time? Do I talk about things? Is Does this make sense? And then you, I came to realize that people wanted that, like, escape or people wanted to hear how countries are handling things or when can they, when might they be able to go back? And people wanted to see, you know, the recent trips you have. My, my Montserrat pictures, even though I, I only got to be there for four days and didn't really get to do much of what I had expected. Um, and that people still wanted to engage around these different places and also maybe it was a a place they never considered before and now that we were all home it's like okay well I want to learn more about this place you know Mm -hmm. so that really gave me the opportunity to really up up those kinds of things whereas you know you were always on the go before so you didn't have as much time to devote to that kind of content yeah yeah I said that to somebody the other day I was interviewing and I said you know my bucket list has grown so much in the last eight months Agreed. <laughs> I totally agree. now it felt like somewhat attainable before you know you're like okay I could probably see these in a lifetime and I'm like how the heck am I gonna get through all these places but it's great I think I think that's what so many people need. And the news is just so awful. So it's nice to have some feeds that you can scroll through. And it's like, oh, beautiful beaches. Like, life will come back. We'll, we will have that again. Right. Yeah. And right. I wanted to actually ask you, because it's been, you know, a, a really crazy year in general as well. Because I know a lot of your um, angles that you like to look at, too, is like sustainable travel and social justice. So this year, there's been a huge push for that. So in some ways, do you think like the quieting of travel and everything else has made those voices louder heard. And like, you can now share more of that aspect of things, like you say, cause you have the time to, and because there's now more of a need than ever to share it. Yeah, definitely. I think that if, you know, I think even though this year has been 
really crazy and it has taken a lot away from us, I feel like it's also given us a lot of perspective. And a lot of the voices when it comes to, you know, not only sustainable travel, but having more um, diversity in the travel space, those voices were honestly like it was easy for them to be drowned out because, you know, you know, everything was moving, everything was going with business as usual. So mm-hmm. we have had more space to say no, like travel brands, tourism boards do need to listen to the fact that there there has to be more diversity in travel because diverse people travel every single day and should see themselves, should see their children, should see their cultures represented. Um, and that, you know, even from a, a, from a, a reporting standpoint, that it's important that people writing the stories and the people visiting these places also come from diverse backgrounds. And it's not just the same lens or the same perspective every single time. So it definitely not only forced us to look at the issues that were there, but, um, but also take action to address them and address them immediately. Like you could not sit on this or you couldn't just put out a statement anymore and say, we're going to try to do better. There was a no, you have to, and you have to take these, and these are the actionable steps that are expected now. So I think people are a lot more conscious of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've seen a lot of brands take really responsible and actionable steps that um, are are going to be long term, which has always been my my thing. It's like, OK, well, you can put out a statement, but what are you going to do long term? So to see that happening, I don't honestly don't think it would have happened if we were not in a position where we were forced to literally sit still. And uh, it was like really pushed in our faces in the mm-hmm. way that it has been. So I'm, I'm definitely glad to see that that has happened. And I don't think it would have happened if not for this pandemic. Yeah, yeah. So I think at the end of 2020, we're going to have to look back and reflect on a few things. And I think that will be, you know, there will be some wins from 2020 for sure amidst all of sure. the chaos. Yes, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and I he- think just bringing back to the advocacy aspect, people felt more comfortable to actually say, well, this isn't right. Or, you know, you need to amplify the voices of Black creators. You need to amplify the voices of Indigenous creators, of Latino creators. You need to really amplify these voices. Um, And they felt more comfortable doing so because of not only the pandemic, but what we've been seeing taking place with, you know, race relations in the U.S. and then globally. Um, I think it was... it made a very, um, people were able to make statements in a way that I don't think we've ever seen Mm -hmm. and really utilize their platforms to, uh, be those voices. Not that they weren't doing it before, but to amplify it in a way that, um, I don't think we, any of us had expected. I know that I thought it was going to be business as usual because that's what typically has happened, but Mm -hmm. it was refreshing to see that, no, people were like, okay, I have this platform. I do this. And I know that we have these kinds of issues or different issues in my industry. This is what I want to do about it, or this is how I'm contributing to change. And that was really, that's, that's been really great to see because it's still, it's still happening. Yeah. Which is great for you in that content creation role as well who, you know, normally splits your time and especially because you're on air, you know, streaming from there and people are hearing from the source, you know, I think that's the biggest thing because travel for so long used to just be, um, okay, I'm going to go to this resort, I'm going to stay on this resort, and then I'm going to fly back home. And you're not seeing anything. You're not like, what's the point of experiencing another culture? If you're not experiencing the culture, you're just going to a cookie cutter place. Right, exactly. Yeah, so I think that's nice that people are 
also opening their own eyes to that. And that's what's been so great with all this extra time to consume content is learning about all these places. And, you know, people like yourselves who are on Instagram all the time, you're very present. And, you know, the other people that we've interviewed, I've had all these little escapes because I'm watching their lives and they're like going to the beach and they're going to lunch. And I'm seeing this whole other world that if they didn't have the time to be sharing that content, we'd kind of be reading this stuff that's really well manicured to go out to press or to be posted on their blog or things like that. So I kind of love that. It's not like guerrilla style <laughs> by any means, but it's more rough and like ready. It's like, here, this is exactly yeah. what my day's like. Yeah. So exactly. yeah. Exactly. And do you, cause obviously you spend a lot of time in the Caribbean. Could you pick a favorite place? Somebody once told me, <laughs> I think I asked them, you know, Where, where's your favorite place to escape to in the world? And they were like, that's like asking me to choose which child is the favorite. <laughs> so I don't know if you can, but do you have a place like Montserrat? I did not realize had such a big St. Patrick's, you know, yeah, hoo-ha about it, is, it. It's so spectacular. And I think seeing how both cultures are embraced there and, and that celebration is just one one of those unique experiences that you can only get there and I think you know I would I would definitely say anyone listening you should definitely add that to your bucket list it's one of those bucket lists yeah um, you know it's a 10 it's a whole 10 days festival too so that's amazing wow, okay. um and you know everything you could think of concerts um parades the whole bit and people come from all over the world people sail there they just they just they love it. And I, and I really enjoy it. So I hope to get back. Um, I have so many places that I love. I have to say one of my ultimate favorites, like, of course I'm Guyanese. I love Guyana. Love you so much. That is like a, if you are a nature and adventure, um, kind of person, Guyana is definitely a country for you to visit. Guyana actually means a land of many waters and our indigenous language, our Amerindian um, people and it it literally lives up to its name like it's home to the tallest single drop waterfall in the world Kaitra Falls and there are many waterfalls throughout the the country and the interior the rainforest like that is that is amazing so um but I would say my one of my favorite islands hands down has to be St. Vincent and the Grenadines mm. um for sure and it's definitely if you are a person that loves yachting or you know, having your sailing adventures, it is, it's like one of the best places in the world um, for me and to me. Uh, you can go out to the Grenadines and sail from St. Vincent to Beckway to Myru, um, Canawan Island or the Tobago, the, the Tobago uh, Keys, which literally is a, um, a marine park, a protected, a national marine park. And you know, really, really have this amazing experience. But but, but beyond that is the people um, and the experiences that I've had um, in St. Vincent and the Grenadines that I literally, since my first visit almost four years ago, like I just fell in love and it's one of my absolute <laughs> favorite places. And I love the fact that there's so many islands you can go to. They always say do 32 because it's 32 islands. Okay. Um, and um, 32 islands and, and, and keys. And so... Um, and every island is a different experience. So that I feel like I get so much out of one trip. Yeah, I, yeah. I can island hop, you know, in the same country to so many places. Um, so that that's one of my ultimate favorites. Okay, it's added to my list officially. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have a, a lifetime of just traveling or uh, even spin it more like you where it can be kind of more so work related. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, 
you know, and when I started, started like, you know, planning my time to, uh, you know, spend a couple months or, you know, be here, be there. It was very intentional because I wanted to, uh, you know, one, um, have more time with the stories I was doing, but then be able to really uh, also embrace, take in and experience the different cultures. And that's why I love like country to country, you know, there, there are similarities, but each place is so unique. And I really wanted time to really take that in and not just, you know, oh, I'm here on this, you know, quick trip for five days. Yeah, 100%. You're not getting the same impact either, are you? To share right. with others. Yeah. Right. And like, sometimes that happens, of course, you just need to go cover this thing and come back. But I really wanted to take my time. So that's why I started to spend much more time in each destination and, you know, go back and that kind of thing. And I, I, I absolutely loved it. And I think that people appreciate it because it then it, it shows in the storytelling and, and in the kind of work you're able to do. And then, of course, as someone who is a freelancer, um, you know, be able to do different stories for different different media outlets, different content creation um, sets, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And do you... So those are the places you love. So what's on your own bucket list? Like, do you venture out of the Caribbean very much? Or for you, I know there's so many countries. There's so many countries. You know, what has been on my list for so long and I'm like I'm hoping to so I went to uh to Ghana for the first time in 2019 just before you know the world just went crazy (laughs) and I want to get to more countries on the continent of Africa so Tanzania is on my list has been on my list for a long time the Seychelles um islands um I really want to get to South Africa yeah. And I also uh, want to visit Thailand. Like that has, th- those have been on my list for so long. Mm-hmm. And I, ha- I have my plan. I had hoped that by the end of this year, Tanzania would have been, you know, I would have checked it off. Yeah. But we're just going to push it down. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to delay it a little bit. That's all. Yeah. yeah. But those are, and I have a lot of family in the in the UK, and I used to try visit visit the UK, particularly England, quite often. But I haven't gotten there in almost a decade, which is like crazy to even think about. Yeah. Um, and my cousins would typically, you know, come here or we'd meet in the, in the Caribbean or just something. So that was on my list as well for this year. So oh. it's like okay, yeah. I gotta. I, I just, uh, my, uh, a friend of mine was joking the other day that, you know, you're just going to have to um, buy a bed on a plane because <laughs> you're going to. One of those around the world tickets if they're still a thing. <laughs> right. Because uh, you're just going to need to just constantly be flying and making up for lost time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you a good thing to do because I've been to South Africa a few times and we still, I used to live in the UK. So like what we do normally now that we're in North America and Canada is you fly into the UK, see friends and family for like five days or something. Mm-hmm. And then that's like your layover. And then, you yes. know, sit down to South Africa. And, and the time difference is awesome. It's an hour difference from the UK, which feels right, very weird. <laughs> <laughs> feels like you should be a lifetime apart, but yeah. But you get, you get to see your family and then you get, you know, you get, you ease into the time difference. And yeah. that has always been my plan to just, you know, go from one to the other and just make it a whole, just like make it a nice long trip and get from place to place. Yeah. Yeah. Cause especially those. And I think that's the thing with bucket list items too, is it's not a trip that you want to 
rush through, you know, if you've been looking forward to it so long, there's so many layers to it. So exactly. Oh, I look forward to seeing your 2020 travel plans and keeping my fingers crossed for you <laughs> that you can tick one of those off. I, I really cannot wait. I think that's one of the things I'm most excited about, you know, staying, you know, continue, like I keep up with my, my inbox is just inundated with updates from different countries about yeah. protocols week to week. And I follow those things really, really closely because I want to be a responsible traveler you know, and also just know what to expect, what makes sense at this point in time. And then I'm always like watching, how are we doing here in the US? What are the numbers looking like? Um, but when we can, when it's, you know, and not to say like people are traveling right now, I've elected to not travel at this point in time. Mm -hmm. um, and more so just kind of be on the advocacy side of responsible travel of when I'm going to travel again, or how you can still support people who work in tourism in different countries maybe it's your favorite the fa your favorite location maybe it's somewhere on your bucket list maybe you can prepay for you know certain experiences or excursions so you can still you know um help people in in those industries but um i'm really excited for when i can you know get back out there it's just what i'm used, so used to doing and it's just a part of who i am yeah yeah so we're and I know it's really hard to say, we were just saying this before, you know, we didn't think we'd be here this long, but do you have, and I know you definitely do, because you seem the type that's very organized, but where do you think you see yourself in a few years? Let's say 2020 kind of bounces right back and we're, we're in a good place again for travel. Do you have a vision in mind of where, where we might find you in a few years from now? Wow. Um, that's a great question. Um, I'm, I've been moving a lot more into the documentary space. And okay. I really, it's important to me to make some really great like travel documentaries about the global um, Black diaspora, um, you know, showing the connections from the Caribbean to, um, to the UK, to the US, um, and to the continent of Africa through travel and through culture and experiences. Um, and I, you know, have applied for this. This was an opportunity this year to apply for grant funding that was made available from so many different organizations that would not have been available if this pandemic didn't happen. Like I have never seen that amount of um, this amount of, of of grant fellowships available. So being able to really take and do the travel documentaries that I have been wanting to work on for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in, let's say two, three years from now, you'll find me working on those in any, any of those places that could be the Eastern Caribbean. Um, that could be me tracing, you know, my roots in Guyana, um, or being in West Africa, Ghana, um, Nigeria, what have you working on, on these, these long-term passion projects that I, you know, will hopefully have the kind of funding by then to make happen and really make an impact in the travel space in terms of not only those connections, but um, some of those stories that are becoming more prominent um, in the travel space and experiences that people want to have. Um, and I think we'll be eager to um, as well. So I'm really excited about, about that. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, please keep us posted. Like, we'd love to be able to share that around and, and tune in ourselves. So sure. I hope you'll come back and remember us when uh, no, you're a big documentary I filmmaker. Love to. I think this pandemic has really forced so many of us to, you know, because um, I would often do long form written pieces. Yeah. And, you know, but my news stories would always my video stories would be your general 
you know, short news turnaround or your feature piece, but this time has really shown me like, Hey, you've been wanting to work on these documentaries for so long. And with this, this time, and of course, you know, you, a lot of contracts just, you know, dissipated this year or things weren't renewed or events couldn't happen. So I took that time to really plan out a lot of these things, you know, start to work with people, develop your concepts. Because when I always say when it's go time again, like you have to be ready. (laughs) I definitely want to be ready. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Okay, Within amazing. Within the next two years. Yeah, so. okay. You've, you've set it into the ether now, so. <laughs> gonna... oh, right, exactly. You got to put it out into the universe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm excited for that. And I know um, we've kind of talked a bit too about this, but COVID in general travel, and I know you personally are, you know, choosing to forego any travel right now until things are a little bit under control. Do you think... Um, and all of your experience too, because you, you've been doing travel for a long time as a career, how it will be changed? Do you think it's down to the, you know, mindset of travelers? Do you think it's um, how hotels and like destinations are going to shift, how they invite people into their countries? How, in your own professional experience, how do you think it's really going to affect things when travel gets underway again in a more yeah. concrete way? <laughs> I think there are a couple of things that have been, there are a couple of things that have been on my mind. It's uh, one, it's how how a destination, to countries, tourism boards will need to market. Um, a, lot, a lot of people just want to know that instead of wanting to know about your biggest festival and or music concert or your beaches, I think for the foreseeable future, people want to know, am I going to feel safe? Um, am I going to have space? What are the things that you, what have you put in place? What are the things I can do and how can I enjoy this seclusion, still enjoy this vacation and still feel safe with myself and my family? I think that's going to be huge. So that's going to be a major selling point for destinations. How are people going to, how are you going to ensure that they feel safe? And that's what they're going to be looking to. So I think it's really important that destinations um, and I've been seeing a lot of this, but that's what that's what I feel like the commercials will be, the marketing tools will be. It's that whatever that may look like for your destination. I think as travelers um, now paying a lot more attention to uh, things like uh, maybe having to have a health visa to enter a country, mm-hmm. um, uh, having to keep up with COVID you know, 19 testing or maybe a vaccine when it's available. But it is something to that, to be honest, wasn't really top of mind for a lot of um, travelers from countries like the U.S. and the U.K. or Canada, because we have passports that, you know, you can pretty much go to so many countries and not have to think twice, whereas yeah. people from other countries um, a lot of times would have to, you know, apply for the visa um, you know, go through health screenings, different things to be yeah. able to enter uh, enter these countries. But now it's going to be something that's more widespread. So people should be prepared that this is just going to be a normal part of travel now. Having a negative test, ensuring that you have uh, proper health insurance that covers, um, you know, COVID or covers any pandemic, like really um, not just taking those things for granted, mm-hmm. understanding that, you know, you can, if you do get sick on vacation, um, especially with quarantine still being in effect for so many places, you have to plan to have the kind of money available to spend an extra 14 days in a country, God forbid, if you're yeah. sick. Or, you know, those kinds of things that we never really had to worry about before, I think, have to be top of mind for travel. Um, and then um, also 
as travelers, just thinking a, a little bit more about, yes, you may be going somewhere and that's where that's your vacation. But I always say that's someone's home. Yeah. And you have to think about other people too. So I think in, in any regard, whether you're in the airport or you're on the plane or whatever you're doing, just think a little bit more about your neighbor, your the other people, the people, the the countries that you're going to and how you can, you know, leave the smallest footprint possible. Um, so I think, and I think we'll, we're going to see these things for the foreseeable future. And I think also um, digital is here to stay like the virtual reality mm-hmm. um, experiences, virtual reality tours, that kind of world is here to stay. So it has to, I think it's important for it to be something that's incorporated into anything that brands do because while we are going to start to get people back um, excited about travel and people doing that we're still going to have a lot of people who are reluctant Mm -hmm. and just want virtual experiences for the time being Um, and being that this you know this pandemic is still so oh I don't even know the word to use it's just still so up in the air yeah Um, you know, we're going to still need to see work with and expand our um, online and digital experiences well into 2021. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, like you say, a lot of this is we've been given this gift almost of time that we don't normally have. And I think, yeah, I think everyone's kind of pivoting. And it's been really amazing too, actually, to see um, I'm sure it's very similar to where you are, but we have a, a quite a nice little village around us with a small community of like businesses and stuff and everyone has banded together. But when this first happened, mm-hmm. nobody had online stores, like they weren't big enough, you know, it's mom and Got pop it. kind of places. Yeah. Right. And they've right. all moved online and like we can buy online now. And I think places like that, that didn't really see the value or didn't have the time or the resources have kind of been forced into it. And it, it's going to be great because it's only going to help things moving forward. I totally agree. Yeah, I definitely have seen a lot of that. So many places, like you said, mom and pop style. And, you know, they never had anything online. But now it has, uh, people have gotten to a space where like, this is necessary. Mm -hmm. And I think it has also been something that's um, helped business, especially as so many small businesses are suffering. One of the big things is, is maintaining an online presence and letting people know what's happening with you and how to keep in touch or how to purchase. And then we've seen a lot of new businesses pop up um, as well that have been uh, really refreshing to see how many people have taken this time to really start things up, yeah. um, especially um, in the travel space that otherwise may not have existed. And now, you know, because we've had this time, we've kind of built this online community where we're in touch, we're purchasing from each other, we're supporting each other's work. And I I hope that sense of community does continue once we're back to the hustle and bustle. That's like, I really, really hope that that is uh, a mainstay of this. Yeah, so well said, actually, like you say, because I don't think it would have change wouldn't have happened the way it has with 2020 in general. So totally agree with you. And uh, I'm aware I've taken up so much of your morning. I could talk to you all day (laughs) before I let you go, though. Can you let everyone know where to find you? I'll link everything in the show notes, but just so they've got your website and social handles. 
Sure. So I am at uh, www.melissanoel.com, M-E-L-I-S-S-A-N-O-E-L.com. And I'm on Instagram and uh, Facebook as at live from Melissa. Okay. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I just, I can't wait to see everything that you create. So please keep in touch with us and give her a follow everyone. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to See the World Differently. Until next time, keep daydreaming.